Hello everyone, Carter here, bringing you another episode of Out of the Hourglass, presented by Nolan Consulting Group, a podcast dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop their teams, and build sustainable growth so that business operations don't run solely through them. We want to get business owners out of the hourglass. Today's episode is all about hiring a general manager. Colin Nolan joins Molly for a discussion on what to look for when hiring a general manager for your company. We know that each company has unique needs for the GM position, but don't be surprised if Colin starts to describe exactly what you are looking for in your company. Creating the GM position or hiring a new general manager is a huge leap for companies at every size. As you listen, consider the ways in which you will be diligent in your search for a GM to take your company to the next level and carve your own path out of the hourglass. Thanks for listening, and as always, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Uh, Hello, Colin. Welcome. Thank you for joining me today for another episode. Thanks for having me. We are uh, podcasting today uh, with you actually across the pond. Um, I don't know how many of our listeners know or many of our clients do now that you are now working for the year over in Glasgow, Scotland, which is pretty cool. Shows that technology, we Scotland, we Scotland shows that technology does not stop us from being able to work remotely wherever. Uh, So this is a a new podcast for us, international podcast version. Uh, But Carl, we're here today to talk about hiring again. A couple of weeks ago, you and I connected for a conversation on hiring a sales rep. Today, we're talking about hiring of a general manager. And we're doing this because I think you know, over the last several weeks, I've been a part of some uh, masterminds within Summit and within NCG where it's come up as a possible option to hire. The, just the, 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 the idea of bringing on a GM has become a discussion. Sure. And so I know you have experience in this particular area. So I thought, why not? Let's have, let's have a discussion on it. So talk to me a little bit about your experience um, in terms of hiring GMs, uh, where you've seen the role fit well, why would a company hire a general manager? Yeah, so it's a great topic and it really fits with what we do. I mean, we get, what do we do? We get owners out of the hourglass, right? So it's hard to get more out of the hourglass than removing yourself most entirely from company, right? And by implementing a GM uh, to make those kinds of uh, day-to-day decisions. Um, so why, why would, you, would you want a GM? Uh, why would a company hire a GM? So you gotta just hit it. You wanna, re- you wanna remove yourself from the day-to-day. You want someone else to keep the plane in the air, more or less. Um, it would allow you to take some passive income uh, as an owner, right? So distributions on profits um, and allow a, another individual to lead the day-to-day of the, the company. Um, so you see this, you know, being uh, a role in which the owner is looking to either create a succession plan, wants to bring in a GM to start handling the day-to-day operations. Maybe the owner is looking to get involved in another business venture and wants to bring sure. a GM to handle or open up a, you know, a satellite on another office um, in a distant location. They want the GM to run that. So there's many different um, paths as to what could bring you totally. to be hiring it's- a GM. Yeah, it's uh, when it's you, you desire somebody else to lose sleep over every department within that division or that that, that company. 
right? So you could have a, a GM of a floor coatings division within it within your company, right? Um, because you, you need someone else that's going to carry the, the the big rocks and carry the burden of of, uh, of hitting that divisions or that company's goals. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, as part of the succession plan, you know, implementing a GM does not necessarily mean that they're an owner, right? Um, more times than not, it, they're not an owner, but it could potentially become, you know, if you have a company, you, you implement a GM down the road, that GM could end up wanting to buy the company outright, right? So that could be someone that you could eventually sell business to um, and someone who already knows the business well and knows, knows the culture, help to build it, right? So it's a kind of a perfect buyer. So if you're uh, yeah, looking so to hire a GM, particularly for the reason of succession down the line, it's worthwhile when you're hiring that person to keep that particular aspect in mind. They're not, just, they're not just coming in for the GM now, they're coming in for maybe a long-term possible solution. Sure. And ownership. yeah, that, that's a factor. Don't let that stop you from making the right hire though at the time. Yeah, for sure. Noted. Tell me, how do they work well in tandem with an owner or CEO? I feel like GMs can have a, di- a variety of different relationships with an owner. Again, depending upon which, for what variety of reasons we're looking to bring one in, but how have you seen GMs and owners work together? Well, I guess I, I'll, I'll hit that. I, w- I want to lay a couple ground rules first about hiring a GM. Oh yes, please right? do. So um, a lot of people love the idea of it because- I get to pass off all of the stress of the company, right? The insomnia um, becomes shared even at a higher level than just the management team. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you're you're pretty much removed from the day-to-day of the company, even potentially uh, more than that in some cases. You know, a lot of times you, as the owner, you get to dictate your involvement still. Um, probably the, the minimal... Um, I would recommend would be at least a weekly check-in, right? I'd try not to do more than that, um, where coming in once a week, you have what we call a scorecard meeting, mm-hmm. where you you previously establish the key metrics, the key indicators, the key result areas, KRAs. Andrew will be happy I use that word uh, <laughs> for that position for the company. So you're coming in once a week, hour-long meeting, and you're touching all the key indicators the company and getting an up-to-date picture on where we're at. And so right. when you say that once a week check-in, you're talking the owner and the GM are having right. that, that meeting. Is it just the two of them or are we involving other people? I, you could involve other people. I don't think that's necessary. I think it's just the owner and the GM. It's the GM apprising the owner of um, where the company's at. It's kind of like you know, these big corporations where the CEO goes to the, to the board and prize the board of what's going on in the company, right? It's kind of a, a similar concept here. Uh, people who are removed have a lot of the decision-making power up top, getting informed on the day-to-day, all, all of the key, key aspects of it. Um, so but when I talk about ground rules for, for doing this, um, you need to be okay with giving up authority, right? So people wanna leave the headaches and the insomnia at the door here I have a GM, they're taking care of it. That's great. But you can't give someone all the headaches and all the stress without also giving them the authority and the decision-making power, right? Fair, um, yep. They're gonna make decisions for the company that you might not agree with, but you hire them to do a job to the best of their abilities, right? So you need to define the results that you're looking for. I want the company to hit 
X amount in revenue this year. I want to see X percent in gross profit, right? You can define the results, but you need to let them come to those results on their own. Let them make the decisions, decisions you may not agree with. So it's okay. I mean, being okay with them going about getting that, that revenue number in a maybe a little bit of different fashion than you would have gone or making decisions around getting that revenue number a little bit differently uh, than maybe you would have done so, uh, but being okay with that so long as that they're hitting those goals in the right way. Correct. And that's how you know, if you truly bring on the right person, then you have faith they will hit those goals, right? Mm-hmm. So let them do it. Let them let them do the job you hired them to do. Because um, if you don't, then they're not they're not really a GM at that point. They're just a taskmaster. They're taking direction and executing. They're not, they're not, they're not, act, they're not fulfilling the GM role that, that needs to happen. I would imagine this could be, this could create for a tricky relationship, especially if an owner thinks that they are ready to release or relinquish some control and authority and decision-making, but maybe aren't quite. And so- yeah. There's, I feel like there's a lot of communication. I mean, th- this is not, this is not an easy hire, or this is not a hire that you just kind of let go. There, um, it sounds you need to, to, me like- to truly be be ready for it, right? Yes. We 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 touched on it briefly when we did the hiring a sales rep podcast, right? Where the owner has to be ready for that to give up sales, something that's very personal to the owner. Well, this is even more personal th- than than sale. This is the whole shebang, right? right? This person is making the key decisions all across the board. Any more ground rules, Colin, before we get into it? Well, that's, that, that, that's the big one that I wanted to hit. And that's so an important are, one. Yeah. Are, are you really ready for this? Or is it just a dream where I would like to be free of stress, but I still want to call the shots? How do you um, know if you're ready? How do you know if you're ready? Um, are there ways to, like, are there ways know. to test that? Are there ways to say, I'm going to test a couple, a couple weeks letting my management team make some decisions and I'm going to see how I feel about that. Sure. You, you, you do some, some trial runs. I think each right. person knows if they're ready. Um, you know, if they, if they really look themselves in the mirror and ask yeah. them that, 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 that question before they make the move. Um, but you'll know shortly after the hire, if you, if you were, or if you weren't uh, with, with how things go. For sure. And the, I mean, the hope is that you, you truly do know beforehand so that you're not bringing in a higher, um, right. a great GM who could really succeed in the role, but then you're not going to give them the opportunity to do so because you really don't want to release that quite yet. Right. And one, one, of the, one of the other things to talk about around this is, you know, one of, one of the key roles of a CEO is the visioning aspect, communicating the vision to everyone in the company. Um, we, we just did the book club on The Secret by, by Ken Blanchard. Great book. Um, yeah, and, and uh, Mark Miller. And uh, one of the, the, the secrets to being a great leader is seeing the future, having a vision, and communicating the vision constantly because no one else will, right? So it's important to un- understand when you hire a GM, who's doing the visioning? Are you going to continue to vision and hand that vision down to the GM who's then going to communicate it to everybody? Or are you kind of giving them, hey, it's all, you know, I, I made a financial investment in this company, I'm, you know, on, on the hook with all the, the lines of credits, it's my name, the bank's coming for, but I'm going to give you carte blanche to, to dream and to grow this company and put your own vision on it, right? 
And then this is someone who you're going to be selling the company to eventually. That might be the way you want to go. Right. right? So they can build it their own. Um, so, so be clear about who's going to be doing the visioning, who is going to be, and then who's communicating that vision to everybody. Because uh, that, that part will definitely be the GM. But is it your vision or is it their vision? Mm-hmm. That's a good, that's a, that's a great point. Um, setting up, you know, what defining the relationship, defining the responsibilities from the get-go uh, so that there is no, con- there is no confusion. Right. We, we, we have a great CEO position vision um, on, on the summit library. And it's, it would be important to go through that and see which of those uh, key, key roles and responsibilities you're going to allow the GM to take off your plate and which you're going to keep. Uh, because the CEO role and GM role it really can be one in the same, especially in small business. Mm-hmm. Um, but there might be one or two things on that CEO role that you still are going to keep uh, in some kind of limited fashion. I should note, just to kind of add on to that position vision that you just mentioned, um, we also recently released a podcast on that topic, the role of mm-hmm. the CEO. Um, I interviewed Brian Nolan on what that role looks like and what they're responsible for. Brian has really taken has, is really passionate um, in the last, I would say, six months about defining that role, especially as we've seen so many great leaders with clients that we work with growing their businesses, thinking about the future. Uh, what does it actually mean to be a CEO? So highly recommend to listen to that podcast if that topic uh, interests you. Absolutely. So we've got the wheels turning a little bit. We've got people thinking about, okay, when would I possibly look to bring on a GEM? What is my reason why? Am I ready to let go? Am I, am I the one creating the vision? Am I letting them create the vision? We've, we've kind of set that up as those are things you have to think about mm-hmm. as you're making the decision as to whether or not this is the right path for you to take. When we think about a general manager, uh, talk to me a little bit about who are we looking for? What's the type of person uh, sure. kind of from a, a you know, a high level view, um, one that, you know, we specialize kind of in the contracting world. So I think here we're talking about specifically GMs in that space, but of course the profile, the type of person can kind of also probably looks the same in a variety of different industries, but who are we looking for? What's the, what's the profile of this person? Sure. Yeah. So there's, there's no, like, like with anything, there's no real silver bullet on this one. Uh, there's no idea with this profile it does come back to what what are you looking for them to perform right so what is the position vision that you're looking for them to to fulfill um and that that will dictate what, what you're looking for but i can tell you that from my experience working with gms there are definitely themes that i've found and the successful ones um they they're more times than not they're very sharp they're very smart uh they need to be uh willing to adapt think quickly New, new technology, um, new softwares. They're, they're willing to implement, work with the company on that. They have drive. They 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 want to push the ball forward. Um, they're hungry. They like a challenge. You know, they get they get they get given these goals that they need to achieve by the owner of the company, and they need to be driven to hit those goals, right? Um, and probably as important as all of those is people skills. Just mm-hmm. like in any, with any CEO, uh, you need someone who is, is engaging and developing others. You need someone who is going to be able to juggle the different departments uh, that is embodying the values of the company that, that you've put forth that you want the company to uh, embody. Um, and 
relationships are something that they are valuing equal to results. I'm stealing some more stuff here from the book, The Secret. Um, so you're looking for a great leader. That, that's, that's really what it is. A great, great leader comes in all different shapes and, and, and sizes. Um, they come from a lot of different backgrounds as well. They have different disc profiles. Now, if I were bringing on a GM to take over a company that I had grown, I would not want to be taking a risk on this GM, right? So what does that mean? That means that I'm bringing on someone as a track record of displaying what I'm looking for. So this is odds are going to be this is someone who has run a department for some company in the past. They've run their own company at some point in the past, but they've they've shown the ability um, to manage uh, a lot of different responsibilities and tasks at any given time. They've shown experience uh, hitting goals, achieving results. Um, so you want someone that has a track record, that has potentially trophies, because you don't want to be passing off your business to someone with potential, right? Um, now, this could be someone that has potential to do more mm -hmm. than what they have done in the past, but they at least have done some of what you're, you're looking for. So are we looking for someone who's maybe been in a GM role before, who's maybe owned their own business before, has a little bit of that entrepreneurial well, spirit? Maybe, maybe it's not a GM before, but they've been a department head of some okay. sort, or that they've been a manager of some sort, where they've been leading a team, uh, where, where they've been given goals to hit, um, where they've had to, to develop other people, right? So the key things you want out of this role, they may have done on a smaller scale, um, but, but they for sure must have the track record for it. Would you say there are any particular red flags that you would, you know, highlight to say, keep an eye out for these or keep an eye out for that? Um, be, be, be cautious if you see this come along in a potential candidate. Well, I, I don't know if there are any true red flags. I think you definitely want someone who is not such a lone wolf that they're going to go off and kind of start their own business, right? Because at the end of the day, it's still your company. You own the company. So you dictate what the goals are going to be and what, and what the values of the company are. So someone who is a team player, uh, but an achiever at the same time. So that's kind of a, a, a tightrope uh, to walk a little bit to find that. But that's that would be my biggest concern would be someone who doesn't like to be boxed in by having a, you know, a, a boss still um, at the end of the day, still having to report to someone. Because a lot of the things that we're looking for, smart, sharp people skills, have drive, those, those people become entrepreneurs and own their own businesses, right? So we're looking to have someone who has those things, but wants to be on, on a team, wants to lead a team, and maybe sees the potential in this company that one day maybe I could buy it or I could grow to something um, that's going to benefit me. You said something there that um, created a question and, you know, going back to the, you know, when we think about what the expectations are, when someone's looking to hire a GM um, and knowing what the roles are. So are you the CEO creating the vision or are you allowing, is the GM now creating the vision going forward? So what you just said about, you know, this is still your company that you're bringing in a, you know, the GM is, you know, still needs to embody the values, the vision, you know, the mission of the company. It's probably important to make sure that if you're bringing in a GM and you're going to be relinquishing that vision control a little bit, um, allowing them to spread their wings because you're taking a further step back. If you don't want to lose the values and the vision that you created your company for, 
make sure that your visions are in alignment. I feel mm-hmm. like that vision conversation is probably very important if that's the path that you're choosing to go down. Right. So in the interviewing process, sharing, these are my non-negotiables. Yep. These are, this is where I want the company to go. These are the values that I, I want the company to uphold. Um, if you play within in those lines, then, then we're going to have a great, great partnership. Um, but I, I, would, I would highly encourage you to allow the, the GM to do some visioning, to be kind of setting uh, some of their own goals, right? Of course, as long as they are in line with your ultimate vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when people are involved in that process, that's how they get bought in. That's how they get engaged, right? Um, so to so bring them in on that as much as you possibly can as well. And, it, you know, going back to that, that hiring point you just made, this is a slow hire. This is not a hire you're looking to bring on fairly quickly. We always say hire slow, fire fast. But how do you how do you see a hiring process going for this position? Is it, you know, there's multiple steps. It's getting them probably involved with some of the team and having the team meet them. I mean, you want the team to respect and embrace the GM coming into the fold. Um, how have you seen that done in the past? Yeah, so the, the, the training process for a GM should they really should have their hands almost everywhere. Um, so shadowing everyone in the company for at least a day, getting to, to know people, getting to know what drives uh, the key employees. Um, Would you say that should happen before the hire is actually made? Let them do some shadowing pre? Yeah, yeah you post-off? could. It's a, you, know, you can't shadow all the key players prior to the hire, unless it's a very small company, of course. Um, so... I, I would say uh, certainly after the GM has been hired, I mean, the first month of, of uh, training for a recent GM that I helped bring on, they were shadowing almost every single day. Yeah, you can't just come in and expect to uh, be managing people who you don't know how they're operating, what their daily production is like, who they are. I mean, you've there needs to be uh, some time yeah. there of kind of adjustment, relationships, some bonding, so that people, this is a new leader in the company. There needs to be respect. Yeah, that's that's probably the biggest mistake a new GM can make would be not coming in and learning what drives the people, what makes them tick, uh, why the company's been successful in the past. What's that been due to, right? You you need to learn and observe as much as you can before you begin to uh, impact the direction um, so that you're not kind of do, doing things blindly. So we're saying the hiring process should be very slow and controlled and structured. Absolutely. As well as once the offer is made and this GM comes on, the training process, you know, slow it down, let them shadow, let them have one-on-ones, uh, let it be structured. Let there, there's no, there's no need to rush right into that. Uh, to you want to make sure this is done right. So that going back to that respect word, so that respect is is held on both at both sides. Absolutely. I mean, and, and this is such a key hire because uh, they are going to make or break the success of your company. That uh, it needs to be as much of a fit for them as it is for you. So I, I would, you know, you're interviewing them. They should be interviewing you. This is the company that I, I want to lead. Um, are they are they really bought in? Do they do they want to get into the trenches? of a company that that's been battling with each other. It's funny going um, back, going years. back to the book again, that we keep bringing up uh, the secret. Uh, there was also a reference in the hiring process. Um, you know, the, in, in the story, the president of the company, when he's hiring high level management, the, the hiring process is very slow. 
they're they're both interviewing each other. But at the end, he says he often tries to basically push them away. And if they're easily, if they, if he begins to see some doubt as he's pushing them away, he knows it's not going to be a fit, but if, but if they take his push and come back even harder, he knows this might work. Absolutely. So it could be a tactic, you know, you're kind of pushing some buttons a little bit, seeing where they, where they might feel weak. Um, if you hit on a certain topic, you know, are you sure that this is right for you? And they begin, mm, I, I, you know, I definitely struggle in that area. Um, if you see some self-doubt, that's, a, that's a potentially a red flag. Absolutely. So if you talk, we've talked why we might look for a GM, you know, the right kind of person, potentially what experience we've looked for the hiring, um, the training. Talk to me a little bit about uh, compensation. How does that generally, how have you seen that work, uh, you know, tied to the goals of the company? What's, what's, what's the yeah, so there? Com- compensation will obviously be dictated by the size of the company, right? Mm-hmm. Bigger company, someone's taking over, the higher the compensation is going to be. Um, certainly, um, as with any person who is tied to the results and success of the company, I, I strongly recommend a, uh, a uh, PFP type system, a bonus system upon hitting goals. So just like with any pay for performance program, what are the behaviors, what are the results you're looking to, to benefit? So it's the revenue goal, gross profit goal, but ultimately the operating profit goal. Um, so those are, those are the three big, big ones that I, I would target and have um, as much as you're comfortable with of their compensation being tied to those. And one of my last questions, Colin, for you uh, is how does an owner communicate to his team? This is kind of going back to the very beginning, but how does an owner communicate to his team uh, that he is bringing on a GM and why? I feel like, you know, some people could be confused. Why do we need it? Why do we need a GM? Um, I think there, there's, there, there's, it's the communication factor. Um, well, I, I think it comes back to the owner's personal vision for, for themselves. I want to step away. I have this passion that I want to go chase down. I, I want to spend more time with my family. I want to spend more time doing X, Y, and Z. I need someone to come in and fill my shoes. Um, so you're, you're communicating and being transparent on why you are looking to depart and what, what the purpose of this is. Um, and I, I would be as transparent as you possibly can around that for sure. I, I think that's, you know, that's exactly the kind of the answer I was looking for is, you know, being transparent, communicating. Um, do you want to add anything else, Colin? I mean, I, I know you work, you know, particularly with one company, um, Stuart Painting out in uh, Massachusetts. You've been intricately involved, um, with their GM and any, you know, anything you would just want to say about how you've seen, I mean, they, they've seen tremendous success. Um, that role and relationship is working out really well. This is a position of a, you know, a secondary location that a GM is running, but any, you know, anything that you want to add, uh, to this conversation regarding why you think that that has succeeded so well, uh, well, they, they, they made the right hire. They, they hired someone that, that fit the, the, the skills we talked about prior, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Someone who has drive and uh, has a, a desire for the challenge. Um, so that, that, that was huge. They found the right person, but giving, they, they give him autonomy. It's a different division several hours away um, and it's his division. And 
he makes decisions, he has the responsibility that goes with his authority. Um, that that that's key, and it works as a perfect partnership with him and Sheldon. Um, so yeah, that's that's what those two are. Those are probably the two keys: are bring on the right person, and then give the person the keys to the car. But but know what your involvement will be. Have that defined early on. When's the scorecard meeting going to be? Is it going to be weekly? Is it going to be be monthly? What, when am I being brought into the loop? And what's my role here? Am I still doing some of the visioning? How much of a CEO role are you taking over versus what I'm doing? What is my, my role? What is my role? My passive owner, my steady active, right? So have that clarity very early on as well. Yeah. But the autonomy thing is, I think, huge because if you're not providing the autonomy to make those decisions, you are no longer empowering them to feel like they can do their job. Um, and it goes right back to then they feel like they're just, they're the taskmasters. They're doing the things that you're telling them to do. And you will not have that person in that role for very long. They will, they will make their way on and you could lose a really great individual. Well, Carl, thanks so much. I think we, we really just hit some of the main points I was looking for. Of course, the, that conversation can uh, continue further, you know, especially regarding your own particular situation. Uh, so if you do have questions regarding hiring a GM for your own company um, and the factors that might come in play, we would always encourage you to reach out. We, we love conversations um, that are inspired by the podcast that we do. So Colin, thank you for being a part of today's episode. Uh, I look forward to doing more with you uh, from across the pond. And you can keep us up to date on your Glasgow and Scotland adventures. Um, I know you're a bit locked down right now, but uh, hopefully as the world begins to open up a little bit, you can experience yeah. and we'll all live vicariously through you. At least I know I will. Absolutely. Thank you to you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group a nationwide business consulting firm with coaches located around the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.